City Church. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations on all God has given you. We have come to join you in what you have asked us to do. Not to take from, not to detract, but to join in what you have given and what you have asked us to come here to do today. In light of that, the scripture that I will share with you is John chapter 8, verse 29. John chapter 8, verse 29. Let us stand for that reading of just that one verse. In fact, if you would read it with me, that would be wonderful. John chapter 8, verse 29. Let's read. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you shall do through the word of God. Even in this place, in Jesus' name, move me out of the way that Jesus Christ might be preeminent, that the word of God might have first place in this place, in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you take your seat, say, faith, faith. the power to please God. Tell somebody, I just want to please God. Hey, glory to God. Slap those hands and take your seats. Hallelujah. Faith is the power to please God. Unfortunately, many of us, even in the church, are really just about pleasing ourselves. And that's the first issue we have with defining faith. Because we're using this postmodern definition and understanding of faith, which is indeed not biblical at all, because now we feel that in order for it to be my truth, you have nothing to do with faith. You did not think of faith. Faith is not of your origin. Faith is of God. And God gives us faith for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to please him. But when you're in a world, now everybody wants to be pleased. And we base the understanding of faith on the fact of egotism. The egocentricity of life cannot be involved in the definition of faith. We bring a type of egotistical and egomaniacal spirit in the house of God, and we want to use that to somehow define what faith is. Faith is not of us. Oh, there's deliverance in this house today. See, we really may not want relentless faith. We may want relentless egoism. We may want relentless of what I want. Because we have defined what I want as faith. Some things you want God has not given you faith for. Just because you want it doesn't mean God is giving you faith for it. And you're having anxiety based on something that's not of faith. 
And if you were really sensitive to the word, you should understand faith wouldn't give you anxiety. You anxious because it's of you. Because you want to prove to somebody, I can do this. I done told everybody I'm going to get married next year. Now you're going to marry somebody just because you said it. And you suffering now. I am grateful. See, with Pastor False, I have to do everything in order. You know, my introduction and all of that. I am grateful <laughs> for the opportunity <laughs> to be a part of this revival here at Faith City Church. As you expound upon the theme, relentless faith, we have a relentless faith because we have a relentless desire to please our relentless God. Obviously, there are some things that please God and there are things that displease God. Since we are in the earth simply and solely to bring pleasure to him, it should be our greatest desire to obtain whatever we need to please him. So, Lord, whatever I need to please you, give it to me. And that's not most of our understanding of faith. I'm talking about to the intercessors. I'm talking to the bishops and apostles. That is not most of our understanding of biblical faith. God, give me what I need to please you. Because some things we are desiring will not please God if we got it or if we got it at this time. Because your attitude ain't right right now for that. You don't know how to handle that kind of promotion right now, dear one. If God gave you that promotion, now everybody be cussed out. Because <laughs> you, dear child, are not ready for that gift or promotion or car or house. You think you're ready for a house, but just take a look at your dirty room right now. <laughs> you're not ready. Be honest with yourself. You say you're keeping it real, but you ain't keeping it real. You're lying. That nasty house, how could you be desiring a house? Because you don't have a biblical understanding of faith. It's his giving you a gift in order to use it to please him. Say amen to that because that's the truth. He gives you the gift of faith in order to use it to please who? Him. 
and faith is power to please him. But you can have power and not use it because you don't want to use it for that purpose. <laughs> Talking about I just can't do that. Yes, you can. You don't want to do it. When we are asked to have or to do something, it's always good to have a model or a guide to show us how to have or how to do it. So, for example, when I say that God has given us faith in order to please him, we need to find a model of what I'm talking about. So when Sister Mia reached out to me, oh, you all have a great administrative assistant. Oh, my God. Oh, she just kept asking me, how can we serve you? What? I said, I don't need anything, Sister Mia. I'm fine. I start to say, don't ask, don't email me anymore about that. She is excellent. She is excellent. And I knew she was corresponding with Pastor Foster because I told you he's a man of excellence and she was just caring. She operated just how I know him. And when you serve somebody, that's how you're supposed to function. You're supposed to move yourself out of the way. Because, see, I talk how I would be talking to him because we are friends. And she understood the jargon and was able to convey messages. She didn't use maybe how she would have said something because she wasn't writing me on her behalf. Y'all don't hear me. See, two men of y'all trying to help people, but you didn't got in the man's business. And all of this is about faith. It is very pertinent because that's why you can't walk in faith. You're too nosy. <laughs> this ain't about going to a psychiatrist. It's just being real. You're too nosy. Glow, glory. And if y'all take notes, write that down and make it personal. I am too nosy. Thank you, Pastor Eaton. <laughs> so you need a guide, someone to show you how to do what's being asked of you. Unfortunately, many times we choose not to follow the guide. We try to figure ways to have or to do the required thing outside the way given or shown. Do you know people when you're giving them instructions, you know they ain't going to follow them? Because right when they're giving you the instructions, you're trying to think of a way how not to do it. Well, you need to do A, B. Right away, uh -uh, I'm going to do C before A. And because this makes more sense than this. And you can't walk by faith that way. Because that's now leaning to your own understanding. And I just told you, faith has nothing to do with you. You're given faith to please him. It's not to please you. God doesn't give you faith so you can say, hello. I'm pleased. <laughs> it's for him to be pleased. 
Now, how many of you are going to get on Facebook now and make your face, your uh, selfies with that new knowledge? <laughs> make a selfie based on your new faith knowledge. Because you may not be getting what you said you were going to get. Because you said you were going to get it based on your own desires and not by faith. So we need a model. Say some, somebody say model, model. So the perfect God or model for our faith is Jesus himself. That's why I used this one verse. That's why I thought about Sister Mia because she asked me, send, send this information. I said, I'm going to just send this one verse because it's going to take me a while to explain why Jesus says this in this context of faith. So there is no one who can better show us how to please the Father than the Son. Because it's all about pleasing the Father. Don't look sad. <laughs> Faith is all about pleasing God. Jesus is the quintessential model of a life sold out to pleasing God. Jesus is faith incarnate. He is the word made flesh. He is the one who came to show us how to live the word. He is the one who came to show us how to please God. He came into the earth to please his father because he was on a faith assignment and he expected the reward his father had promised. Faith is believing God's word and acting upon it. In our postmodern world, faith is often viewed as an instrument or tool to will to get whatever we want. Name it, claim it, without having anything to do with the will and word of God seems to be the idea of faith for many, if not most. It seems to be a product of man, a gadget, as if purchased, to get what one wants when he wants it. The age of commercialism. I got the money, I can buy it, I want a faith gadget. In our text, Jesus tells the unbelieving Jews of his going away. He reminded them that he was from above and they were from beneath, that he was not from this world, but they were. He told them after that, that after he would be lifted up, that they would know who he was. He stressed to them that he did nothing of himself. Now, I want to know how many of us are so sanctified. And so holy that we don't do anything of ourselves. That everything we do is all about a man called Jesus. Some of us sit in church, it's about us. How we sit. When you can learn not to be 
have life about you, you're on your way to a powerful walk of faith. My God, hallelujah. We got to get ourselves out of the way because faith is not about us. When you can learn how to speak to folk, you know who hates you. I wish I could preach. Hallelujah. You know they can't stand you. And you know they've been talking about you. Now your flesh would say, I ain't going to say a word to you. But because it ain't about you right now, you're going to learn, hey, sister, how you doing? Brother, you doing okay? Is everything okay with you? How your children doing? And you know they've been talking about your children. But this ain't about you. God gave you faith to do what he told you to do. And y'all know we ain't living like that. That's so and so. Wait, wait, what? Uh, it'll be a cold day. We thought, what? I'm talking about the saints. The people who just sang walk on by faith. Each day. Faith is not about us. In our materialistic, postmodern world, there's a lot of teaching about faith that is erroneous. It is not biblical. It is not true to holy writ. It's to our materialistic nature. If your enemy hungers, don't you tell somebody else to feed them. You feed them. Now, let me tell you how faith works. Sister Foster, let me tell you how this works. See, it's so powerful. You have plenty of food, and this is how you You have plenty of food just wondering what you're going to do. But there's somebody that you know, an enemy, that the devil is telling you, don't you be the one to bless him. But God has already blessed you to be a woman of faith. Even though I don't want to do it, but I know what faith is, and I'm going to bag these groceries. I'm going to bag these groceries up and I'm going to put them in my car and I'm going to take them to this house and if, when I get there, if you need to go to the doctor's office, the Lord has blessed me with a job that I ain't even got to go to and report to work. I got five extra hours. Why can't I walk by faith? Why can't I do this when I didn't even have a car at one point? When I didn't even have food at one point? When I didn't even have a job at one point? And now I have more than what I need, and I can't walk by faith? That's a trick of the enemy. Because you're looking at the wrong thing. You ought to be counting your blessings instead of talking about what she did. Point one. As the clock rolls, and it's doing a beautiful job. <laughs> Faith is for God's assignment, not our personal pleasures. Faith is for God's assignment, not our personal pleasures. 
Well, Pastor, you're just trying to take all the fun out of life. Well, you ought to be happy I'm going to take it all out because he's going to put it back in. See, that's the problem now. You put the fun in first. See, you tell college students, you're going to have plenty of time to have fun. But right now, you need to work and get those grades and get that degree. Because you ain't going to school to party all night. Somebody ought to shout glory in here. Because I tell them, it may be 3,000 freshmen going in, but all 3,000 of you won't finish together. Because some of them are going to have fun first. Well, wonder where they got that model from. <laughs> Preaching ought to take the fun out, and the Holy Ghost will put the fun in. Glory to God. Because some of you, see, when you get fun on your own, you get messed up. I wish I had a church in here. See, when you try to put your own fun in without Christ, because life is nothing without Christ. Jesus Christ says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I have not come to make you live a dull life. I've come to make you live an abundant life. And it's a life that I'm going to give you. It's a life of faith. Faith is for God's assignment. To fulfill an assignment, one must know that he has the power to do it. Now, I know the enemy has told you you really can't do that. You can't be kind to your enemies. You can't do certain things. But the truth is you really can because faith comes with an inbuilt power. You really can do that. No matter how strong that sex drive is if you're holy. When you choose to live by faith, I wish I had some witnesses. Won't it give you power? Now, you may have to run, but you're going to run with some power. Y'all don't hear me. Hallelujah. You may have, you're going to run with some power. You ain't going to, you know, you can run that fast. You're running. That's the power of God. Because you've chosen to walk by faith. Faith is powerful. Yes, it is. I said faith is powerful. Faith is not some passive thing. When you say, I'm going to walk by faith, you're going to see some power in your life you have not seen before. Because God says, I gave it to you to please me. And when you get to your destiny, you may be almost out of breath. But you're going to say, God, we did it. God, we did it. God, thank you. We did it. And that's what it's all about. Others may not be happy. High five, God. That's what hallelujah is all about. That's what praise is all about. Has God delivered anybody out of something that you never thought you could be delivered from, but you had chosen to walk by faith? Faith is God's power. Because God said, I wanted you to please me. And I gave you the power. Because you have just pleased me, daughter. 
You just pleased me, son. And I'm proud of you. And then every victory will help you to win the next one. When you see that old guy the next time, you say, why did I like him anyway? He's ugly. <laughs> oh, glory. See, faith is power. See how God will put the fun back? Faith first, fun second. I said faith first, fun second. Glory to Jesus. Faith cannot be separated from our assignment. It must be attached to it. For without it, which is the power to please God, we cannot do what God has called us to do. The enemy, therefore, seeks to get us to do things on our own because he knows that will not be of faith and consequently that would not please God. And all of us have done things on our own. They don't know who they talking to. <laughs> Wait till I get over there. Now you couldn't go to Bible study, but you can go over there. You can come to prayer meeting, but you can go and tell somebody all. <laughs> you can't do the things that require faith, but you can do what the flesh requires. Since there is no good thing in our flesh, we can immediately say that faith surely doesn't come from us. Will y'all affirm that with me? Faith don't come from me. Faith don't come from me. Faith does not come from me. Glory to God. It is clear that we've forgotten that we have been sent. We have been sent to do the will of God. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of what? Yourselves. It is what? The gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Faith is not of man. We have been saved through faith to connect to the good works God had ordained us to walk in. Number two, point number two, faith presupposes God's presence. See, no problem. You know what the problem is, brother? The problem, brother, is we want certain people to be with us. If certain folk ain't with us, we feel we just can't make it. But faith presupposes that God is with you. But sometimes it'll hinder you. Because you don't see a physical presence. But you got to know, yea, though I walk. Through a valley of a shadow of death. He said, thou art with me. Emmanuel, God is with me. The Holy Spirit, the power of God is with me. Friends may leave me. Family may not can stand me. But the power of God is with me because I got victory in Christ. Jesus says in our text, I know that you are with me. 
See, some of us don't get excited to certain people all around. We look to see who's at church today. Mm. We ain't going to have a good time today. Mm. Ain't nobody here could be a church fool, but if it ain't a certain one. Because you know what I found out? We ain't getting excited about Jesus like we should. Football season is now in. Go Cowboys! Football season is in. Football season is in. You know, we go to all of these games, and I don't think anybody who loves football is going to go and sit like how we sit. Let's do a little test. Y'all, I like little tests and see things. Over this football season, when you go to any, or even just in your home, let me know how many times y'all just kind of sat. We're not getting excited about Jesus anymore. Just knowing he's with you, you ought to wake up excited. You ought to go through the day excited. Nobody may not have called you, but he's with me. Nobody may not stop by my house, but he's with me. God is with me. His presence is with me. Because I'm a man, I'm a woman of faith. See, when you walk by faith, he's with you. When you make the right decision, he's with you. All right. Let me make this last point so Pastor Foster can ask me to come back. Point number three, our final point. Faith. And faith alone guarantees God's pleasure. Young women, let me tell, let me talk to these young women. Bible talks about silly, foolish women. They ain't here, but y'all tell them when you see them. You're trying to please a man, you better please God. Lord, have mercy. You're trying to wear stuff to please a man, you better ask God, how does this look on me, Jesus? Y'all don't hear me. We don't ask the right question. We asking somebody else how it looks. If we are here to bring pleasure to God, he ought to be the first one we ask, how is this? I can guarantee you most of us I can guarantee you most of us have never really thought about how Jesus thinks about our appearance, for example. And if we are here to please him, why haven't we asked that? Because Jesus would have told you that doesn't match. <laughs> and I don't like it on you. 
We take God out of so much as though he doesn't know about pleasure. He was the one who invented sex. But why do we lead him out of things that are pertinent to pleasure? Anything that's about pleasure, we feel we can revert to the flesh and just make our own decision based on the flesh. As though God doesn't have a pleasure center. There are things that please God. And God gives you faith. I ain't going to talk about any hair today. I said I'm not talking about any hair today. All I'm going to say is that God knows about pleasure and he knows about aesthetics and he knows about beauty. And, and my brother, he gives us faith to bring him pleasure. Would it bring my father pleasure for me to get this job? Would it bring my father pleasure, even though I don't have the credentials, I now can use what he has given me because it would bring him pleasure for me to be in this managerial role. Even though everybody above me has degrees that are higher than I have and experience, but since it's going to bring God pleasure and he has given me faith, I got to put my faith to work because he has given me this faith to bring him pleasure. Because I'll know how to treat employees. I'll know how to talk to everyone fairly. So God has given me what would bring him pleasure. And Paul says it, says it best. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. See, you can't just start with faith. You got to finish with faith. My God and God gives us what he wants to please him. Because I've been done what? I have been given faith to bring pleasure to my God. Hallelujah. If we walk by faith and not by sight, God will open doors for us. I say God will make a way for us. I say God will lead us through. There are times when God will let you go through something to see how you're going to walk by faith. But I've come by to tell you today that thing you're going through. Hallelujah. We serve a God who is well able to deliver his children. We serve a God who can bring you out of a storm. We serve a God who can make your enemies behave. I said, we serve a God who can bring you from down low 
to up high above because of his mighty power. But I've come by to tell you, yes, God wants us to bring him pleasure. And yes, God's presence is with us. And yes, God will provide. Yes, God will open doors. But he says, I don't want you to do it on your own. I'm going to give you what it takes to bring me pleasure. I'm going to give you what it takes to know that my presence is with you. I'm going to give you what it takes to show you who I am. And all you got to do is accept the gift of faith. You don't have to act like you have it. God says, I'll give you faith. And all you got to do is say, I receive it. I receive faith. See, many times we want to receive a gift of a material thing. But the first thing you ought to receive is the gift of faith. You ought to say, I got it now. And Lord, I want to please you with it. This ain't about me, but it's all about you. This ain't about how folk treat me. But it's all about how they treat you. So God, use me for your glory. God, use me for your honor. God, use me for your praise. Give God praise in this house. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Jesus' name.